Take a lot more than trying to kill Sam with a hammer to make him want to walk away. You realize how screwed up our lives are that that even makes sense. Jeremy Greer. I'm hip Chris. <laughs> this is no, you're not. We've agreed. Ah, no. <laughs> and this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where uh, we have just absolutely proven that Chris is not hip in any way, shape, or form. Also, we cover a lot of episodes of the TV show Supernatural. We do it every week because that's what we love to do is talk about hunks. Uh, thank you to everyone who's coming back. And listening, we really appreciate you, and we welcome all of the new people as well. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great. I think you did a really great job with that intro, despite me throwing you off. And I just want to commend you for your continued efforts. And um, you just you're always on your game, and I, I respect it about you. You know why I'm always on my game, Chris? Because you're hip? Because I get a massive amount of support from patreon.com slash monster of the week. <laughs> the people over there uh, donate just a few dollars per month to get access to episodes early, exclusive podcasts, to get access to our cool Discord, and all kinds of crazy cool other stuff. Um, so thank you to Mick, who is our most recent patron. Thank you, Mick. Shout out to Mick. Uh, Chris, what, 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 what's... I mean, season 10, man. What's been going on? Let's get man, into it. Sometimes, sometimes I look at my road so far, and I really do get just get embarrassed for myself. But anyway, a demon and a Winchester walk into a bar. A second Winchester enters a moment later, and then the bartender takes a hike. Now there's only a demon and a Winchester and a Winchester. So how many people are in the bar? Yes, that's a bad joke and an even worse prob- word problem. But after finally tracking down his demonic brother with the help of Crowley, it's time for Sam to finally go toe-to-toe with Demon Dean. Things surely wouldn't have worked out in the Winchester's favor if it hadn't been for the intervention of Cole, a man with a case of vengeance for Dean Winchester and a penchant for getting his ass kicked. Uh, But with Dean distracted, Sam is able to capture his brother and take him back home to the bunker. Not before handing over the first blade to Crowley. Is the path of Demon Dean finally over, or is Dean about to take one more howl at that moon? Woo! How uh, How do you feel about this episode? I think it's a really great episode, and I wish it was five episodes from now. Me too. I um, I so just to just to get out of the way, we're going to cure Dean of his demonness. We get more of Demon Dean, uh, which we 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 like a lot from the last episode, but not near enough. Um, I could use a whole lot more, and um, I don't know, man. Like it's just, I guess the 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 prevailing opinion is that uh, episode two hundred was coming up, and they they like to do kind of big splashy episodes funny comedy kind of crazy weird episodes and they wanted dean to be human for that uh and so that's why they they cut this whole plot line short i f- yeah i feel like that's part of the planning stage of a season though and like i, I feel like that i don't know man like i feel like they, the writers just didn't want to deal with demon dean for a while and uh yeah i mean we still have some shit going with dean like he's it's not like they cured him of the mark of Cain. like that's still bad but we because that still has to get fed whether he's a demon or not so i i don't know man i'm I'm kind of conflicted about this episode same. Um, you know, I have a great solution. We have a uh, 
We want to do episode 200. We want to go big. We want to have fun. Uh, but we don't want to get rid of Demon Dean. So you just have Castiel come up to Sam and say, hey, what was your uh, what was your wackiest hunt? And then he goes, here you go. I'm going to tell you a story. Flashback episode 200. We get everything. And then we can just hop right back into the meta. We would have been like, boo, a flashback. But in in, uh, in this context, day, absolutely you know? right. not. Yeah, I would have yeah. been totally just into it. Sam telling a story. But then the entire episode is just what episode 200 is. Because I think I remember liking episode 200. So. It's not like I don't want that. I just didn't. I just didn't want to lose Demon Dean because it's not like. Obviously, I'm happy to have the boys back together. That's what we love about this show. But Jensen Ackles is just killing it as Demon Dean. He's so good. He's so scary. And I love it. Yeah, episode 200. I think is a is a favorite of yours and mine. It's that episode that we remember from this season. Like, I, yeah. Without getting into spoiler territory, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that holds up. We shall not. see. So let's get into this episode, uh, which is episode three. Soul Survivor. It was written by Brian Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming, directed by Jensen Ackles. Mm-hmm. This aired on October 21st, 2014. Jensen returns to the helm as director. Sam continues his efforts to save Dean from the mark of Cain. That's not true. Crowley realizes <laughs> Dean's demonic antics are starting to cause problems for him in hell. So he searches out an unlikely ally in Castiel. And that's pretty much it. Like, it's pretty bare bones in this episode, but we do get to... We we do get a lot of meat on these bare bones. Does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of emotional meat, but not a lot of like meta meat. Yeah. There's not <laughs> a lot guess. of meta meat on this thing. Not a lot of meta meat on these emotional bones. <laughs> uh, so we start out um, the, the then segment, our previously owned segment reminds us that Dean's a demon. That yeah, I don't get tri- to watch those anymore. Thank they're, you. Netflix. They're just gone on Netflix. They're not even yeah. there. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. That's um, a bummer. I- how do you how do you remember what's happening? <laughs> I have to write I have to write out what's been happening. It does help that I've done a podcast about it. So. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, well, it reminds us that Dean's a demon. Hannah wants Castiel to bring home some some rogue angels. Uh, Crowley and Dean were like boyfriend and girlfriend for a while, or boyfriend and boyfriend, and then they broke up. And then um, Sam kidnapped Dean and is trying to cure him. Uh, right. We start out with a, a very young priest who is given a very bad latin blessing like you could tell this dude has never spoken latin in his in his life and he looks extremely nervous because dr winchester has arrived everybody yeah yeah <laughs> not me Hunk, i i know i was re- sam over here <laughs> i know i was referred to as dr winchester for quite some time but this yes, is just sam yes. in, a, in a lab coat that's all that is yeah he looks like dr sexy like that's his entire vibe is the dr sexy vibe but he's yes. just like uh the, the guy's just like doctor and sam is like father like doing the whole the bit i feel like it has to be a bit it just yes. has to be a bit mm-hmm. but what i was like oh was he doing a uh an exorcism or something but no this priest is blessing an entire freaking blood bank <laughs> so that sam could bring back this holy blood <laughs> and inject it into dean a very much i will a uh, I have two thoughts on this. Number one, I really want to see the conversation that Sam and this priest had for Sam to convince this dude to come down to the local hospital Seriously. and bless the entire freezer full of blood. And uh, two, or B, I guess, I don't remember which one I said. When they did this with Crowley, did they have to get blessed human blood to do it? Was that part of the thing? I don't. I, I thought it was just like straight up human blood of any kind. I think they got like, didn't they get like super like consecrated like priest saint blood or something they, they went maybe like they all did. in right yeah yeah yeah. maybe okay okay i'm remembering this now but yeah, that was for the trial so yeah, i don't yeah, even know yeah yeah okay well that okay as long as we're in the same ballpark i'm I'm pretty okay um so he sam goes home he's got dean in the dungeon uh and dean is very quick to tell him like hey i don't i don't want to be fixed like i you could just let me go and i will go out and i won't bother you anymore like why do you even care 
which of course is so alien to us. It's mm-hmm. who knows Dean in his relationship with his family. Like it's so bonkers. Um, and Dean, he snaps off like a quick, like, what do you care? Like, why, why does you even give a shit? Um, there's a lot of maybe slightly ham fisted writing. Cause they really like leaned into like the emotional stuff. But I think that both actors do a good job delivering what's there. And, um, when, when Dean asks like, what do you care? Sam snaps back. What do I care? But then he doesn't finish that thought. And I think him leaving it blank like that, like that quick emotional snap. But then the like, you know what? It's not even worth explaining. I think that's kind of a good place to show like where, where Sam's at as, as far as like his mental state. Yeah, it's it, I, again, I think it's I agree. Some of the writing that you're saying is like, is it a little bit kind of hammy? But it's mm-hmm. it's still very like over the top brother drama, which I think both Definitely. you and I like, especially if they were given valid reasons for it to be here. And we are right. So, right. When, um, when we're. When they're doing it well, I'll take all the melodrama in the world. I don't care. Um, there's also another corny line right after because Sam he has the he's got the needle full of blood, and Dean says, um, "Oh, Sammy, you know I hate shots." And Sam says, "I hate demons," and that sticks it with him. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I was like, "All right, yeah, give it to him, Sam. Sure, give it yeah. To him. <laughs> um, I do like this, and they may have done this before, and I just didn't pick up on it. But I really do like the sound stuff that they're doing with Dean as he gets stabbed here. Oh, like yeah. he he, go, he goes into some weird barks. They're 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 playing heavy with the effects pedal on this on this on this stuff, so it really <laughs> sounds like it's kind of demonic and weird and otherworldly, right? Like it sounds evil. Um, it, it heavily reminds me. I didn't think of it while I was watching it. I just thought of it right now. But uh, of like the noises that the the little girl and the Exorcist would make, right? Like when like oh, you yeah, wouldn't for sure. expect those weird noises to be coming out of that little girl. And the same thing here. Like we know what De- Dean sounds like, and it does not sound like this. Yeah, um, it's it's really intense, and it's like Dean has is playing with this very thinly thinly veiled rage like yes. he's he's playing cool cocky i don't give a shit dean but like right underneath that you can like feel like that rage simmering and jensen is just like he's selling it really hard um from here we go we get our splash screen uh and we're into the main episode we start off with hannah and castiel kind of sharing sharing some looks in the hoopty. That's exactly what I wrote too. Did yeah, you really sharing sharing looks? There's no way. We did not write the same fucking two yeah. words. Like sharing yeah. looks is a that's a whole thing, Chris. Cass and Hannah driving, comma sharing looks is what I wrote. Okay, so <laughs> I, seriously, Castiel and Hannah in the hoopty, comma sharing looks is the sentence that's in my notes. <laughs> this is creepy, man. This is fucking creepy. It's Can't be doing this. Though. It's it is and it's also necessary. Uh Hannah basically says like, "Hey, are you are you okay? Like really okay? And I'm like, okay, so they definitely started dating in between episodes, yeah. right? Like this is a very this is a very boyfriend girlfriend kind of question. Like, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Are you all right? Is everything good? Yeah. Sam or uh, Castiel kind of gives the um the whole like, listen, like you're cute. I think you're great, but like I'm kind of already seeing somebody. I'm like, it's just like it's super complicated right now. Okay. <laughs> you you you're joking, but the heat, we literally get that conversation later, and it's the most awkward yeah. thing I've ever seen yeah. ever seen in my entire life. Uh, She's like, no, 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 I got it. no. It's I totally get it. I no, get no, it's right. good, good. I know exactly what I, my priorities. I never are. even mm-hmm. yeah. I never even I never even cared. Um, I was actually gonna say the same thing you were saying. Um, so no, that's like actually super good. I'm gonna go uh, get a bunch of Doritos now because I just okay. I don't want to look at your face at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go eat. Get some food that I don't need to eat out of the store yeah. that I, I can that my my real body wouldn't be able to fit inside of. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, instead, Castiel says, like, actually, like, I, you know, I'm going to tell you that I'm fine, um, and you're going to accept it because neither one of us really want to talk about all the stuff that that's bothering oh. me. Oh. Um, and she's like, you know, Castiel, I'm just, I'm just worried about you. And I'm like, okay, so she is totally crushing on Castiel, like they are trying to set this up as a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame her. Um, yeah, then could, Sam calls. I like, I like as Sam often does. Sam calls it interrupts all of Castiel's moves. Oh yeah. Um Dean, where are you? <laughs> Sam, I told you I was going with Cast for a little while. What's your problem? Uh, it's a miracle that Castiel has ever gotten his dick wet with since he's known Sam, with Sam Winchester. That's <laughs> because well, he didn't know he didn't have his number at the time when he hooked up with that Reaper or whatever. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. I'm sorry. We don't we don't discuss that on this podcast anymore. That's, that's right. Yeah, uh Castiel is a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Sam calls for Castiel's help. Um and Cass is like, yeah, I'll be there. Sure thing. Uh, and as he hangs up, Hannah is like, dude, have you not? Have you not told him? Like, your grace is fading and you're dying super fast. Um, but yeah, Castiel, he doesn't he doesn't want to share that information. It's not really important. Um, he says that regardless of anything going on, regardless of his grace, the transformation that Sam is trying to put Dean through, it might not work. And in that case, that means that there's still going to be a demon to deal with after back. So they need to be there. He leaves out the part about, like, also, I love this man, and I need to be there. And I, yeah, I'm desperately in love with this man, which is why I can't be with you. Um, we get back over to Sam and Dean. Um, Sam is injecting Dean again, and we get more, like, really cool growls and whatnot. Yeah. And, Dean uh, also takes a, uh, a pot shot at Lore. Sam is like, well, I love Lore this. says, I love this Dean so much. is like, fucking Lore, nerd! You goddamn nerd. He really pulls a Bradley Whitford here, and it's just like, nerds! <laughs> um, you know, he also starts trashing, like, the whole idea of hunters and men of letters and, like, everything that they've done their entire life. And, and Sam is like, listen, man, I'm not going to debate you. And then Dean keeps talking, and Sam's like, actually, I'm going to debate you about this. You're kind of fucking with me right now. <laughs> it yeah. gets into it again. Um, Dean, well, Sam is like, listen, Dean, I'm not going to debate you in the comment section. I'm not going to come on your podcast, Dean, in front of all Dean's fans and try to debate you, okay? It's just not going to work. I know your trick, but he can't help himself because he's Sam Winchester. I'm not going to dox you on a Monster of the Week feedback episode or anything don't worry dean yeah. <laughs> i'm definitely not gonna do that um dean's whole thing is he's asking uh which one of us is like which one of us has done the worst things in the in the name of our respective causes like dean has done some fucked up shit sam and he's saying that sam has done some even more fucked up shit uh to try to get to dean and and he says like don't you remember sam and sam like looks away as if he's got some like <laughs> weird memory that he has blocked away and i just don't understand this at all like i know we joke a lot about sam having a lot of head wounds and getting knocked out quite a bit so he's probably suffering some sort of concussion constant concussion um which is the name of my sex tape uh, uh-huh. but just like i'm sure he has weird memory loss and stuff but like in the context of this episode this made no sense to me whatsoever i, I think that he's supposed to be like ashamed so that's why he's like looking away it's supposed to be sam's shame of like uh, and then the flashback kicks in, which I I was having such a good time because it's so stupid. Um, you got you get Dean, well, not stupid, but I was just like, oh my god, Sam, no, you did not. Um, because yeah, we got that. You know, which is us? Which of us is really the monster, Sam? Cue Sam's flashback. Him with Lester, Lester, the of guy, all people. Y'all remember Dean him? He got who, two episodes. To, <laughs> he's this dude made it like. I never in a million years would have expected to see Lester again, but here he is showing up uh, in this flashback. Sam is the one who convinces him to summon <laughs> uh, a crossroads demon and tell his soul. It's ridiculous. But like, obviously we don't, 
we don't know what's going on here, but that's like, that's dark, bud. Uh, he just comes in. He's like, Hey, Lester, uh, what's your problem? And Lester's like, yeah, my wife cheated on me. I really want revenge. And Sam's like, homie, you could like get revenge. Like it wouldn't even be a problem. Um, it's just so funny. And I logistically it kind of like, yeah, makes sense. Like it's super fucked up and dark of Sam to do this, but him being like, okay, I need info on demons and demons are avoiding me right now. And I, I can't summon a cross redeemer myself because they won't answer me. I'll just have this, I'll just have this fucking guy do it. Um, it's less dark when I realized that Sam wasn't going to let the dude go through with it. The guy just very eagerly goes through with it. Um, that he was supposed to just intervene once he had the demon trapped and be like, all right, fuck off, Lester. Um, I mean, it's still fucked up. He's still using him as bait. Yeah. We had a problem with Sola Sam doing this, and this mm-hmm. is just regular Sam. Um, but it was way more fucked up when I realized that Sam had been catfishing this dude's wife this whole time. He created a fake Tinder profile. Oh, is he that what He was happened? there from the very beginning. He was there from the very beginning creating this web of lies, trying to fuck this guy's life up. In the end, he was able to get a stand-in for himself. Um, is that who the porn star to, guy was? He just hired so he hired was. some sort of weird uh, a pseudo lookalike, or what he yep. thought was a pseudo lookalike. Yep. He you kind of look like short me. Yeah, I shaved my head and I'm four feet shorter. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely me. Uh, I I really enjoyed Sam just handing out the directions on how to summon a crosswords demon to this guy mm-hmm. and like trying to like and getting mad when the dude doesn't know how to pronounce weird Latin. Yeah. I'm like, his name is Lester, man. man. Like, you're yeah. gonna have to give him some time here. <laughs> He's going through a lot right He's now. He's going through a whole lot. Um, and then when the demon shows up to do the deal, uh, it's it turns out it's the demon that we saw him torturing in the first episode of the yeah. series, uh, or the season, excuse me. And, uh, and we get like kind of a, a repeat of that a little bit where he just is like really doing a lot of torture on her and it's, yeah. it's, it's real yeah. gross. Uh, is it bad that like when I found out the plan with Lester that I was like, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> That's no big. This is Lester. That's, that's not that bad. That's just did you, his soul. Did you uh, hear how much of a misogynist he is? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, dude was probably dude was going to hell anyway. Am I right? Like dude that, was going to hell anyway. Yeah, that dude has done uh, some I weird just, shit. <laughs> I was definitely expecting it to be worse, and then it was like, oh, he, he tried to he tried to stop him. I mean, he's one hundred percent one hundred percent responsible for this. Yeah. But he, I mean, he tried to stop it. He definitely tried. Um, just be making excuses for Sam. <laughs> it's uh, you know what I like. I don't really feel like you know. I didn't okay, give a shit. I didn't this, give this, shit. This is kind of bad, right? Like this is yeah. this is committing a mortal soul to hell for your own means to an end, which is to find your brother who's been turned yeah. into a demon. I mean, it's not that good. That said. It's fucking Lester. Like it's you could Lester, have, dude. you couldn't have picked a better dude. Like if you'd gone to the newspaper and been like, "Let me find the local murderer who wants like ten years of fried chicken or something." Like I don't know what the fuck this dude wants in his soul, but like let me try to work that out or something. Like it would have been wouldn't have been any better because Lester is such a shitbag. <laughs> yeah, it's it's convincing a bad person to agree to do a bad thing, but um, which is not good. It's not good, but it's not like he like called up some like aspiring guitarist and was like hey i'll make you famous buddy come on down to the crossroads and then he was like just kidding you fucking loser you'll always suck <laughs> you suck now and you always will you'll never be hip you'll never be hip you loser um thankfully it wasn't that because i feel like that would have been a way more brutal own yeah. but um mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. comfortable with the lester's situation sam would have stopped it you know he just you know, he's taking a lot of head trauma, so yeah. it's not as quick on the uptake. That yeah, demon we- was there for a full, like, 15 seconds before Sam was like, oh, oh, she's a demon, that's right, okay. 
I can't wait to see Lester turn into a demon in season 13 and him ha- come swear. back for revenge. This guy's the new fucking Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Lester is the new Bobby. That's you, you heard it here, everybody. Lester is the new Bobby. <laughs> I mean, we're not happy about it, but he keeps showing up. Uh, from here, we go back over to D. Okay, really quick, really quick. Oh. I will say, I like that they reused an extra. Not an extra, but I, I like that they reused a side character. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, love, yeah. I love when the universe feels a little bit cohesive like that. I actually do think that that was like a great little like, oh shit moment. Um, everything else aside, it was, it was kind of fun to be like, oh, it was that guy. Anyway, yeah. Also the demon, like, right? Like having a valid yeah. reason, like, can yeah. that just be, oh, I'm torturing some random woman. Like it's somebody that like, it shows that Sam had a plan. It wasn't just like casting lines everywhere, which I'm sure yeah. he also was, but like ha- Sam actually having a plan and a pretty decent one at that is, is kind of cool hunter stuff to me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully here for that. For sure. Uh, we go back over to Dean who goes for like on for a long time about the blurry line between hunters and monsters. And I'm like, homie, I've, I've, we're 10 seasons deep. Like I'd know this at this <laughs> point. Like I, you, you got you, Hey writers, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know they, they both do bad stuff. Sometimes y'all have proven that point to me over and over again. Like we need to, we need to get past this stuff. Uh, Sam ejects him again. It looks super painful. Dean's in a lot of pain. And then we go to, we go over to meet Crowley who is, I don't know. I mean, it's not a wet pipe factory. I don't know what this place is. I guess this is like his throne room in hell, but like it yeah. looks like the drabbiest, like worst throne room that I could possibly it's, it's imagine. Fire and fire and brimstone pipe factory. <laughs> it's 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 not good, Chris. Like it just it's looks like it just looks like a shitty basement somewhere. Right. The you know, the red keep or whatever this is not. You know, this is not King's Landing. This is this is Crowley's like like the, like it has low ceilings. A king shouldn't have low ceilings. <laughs> it has low ceilings and water-stained Led Zeppelin posters on the wall. Like, what yeah. happened here? What? Why are yeah. you here? Is he in a play? Like, is he in a building? Or is this supposed to be in hell? Because I I understand that they like to make us feel like we're in hell by giving us low ceilings. <laughs> We'd have to duck. <laughs> it's true, but you could do like high cave walls, you know, on that throne of Pandemonium or whatever the hell it's called. I think Pandemonium is maybe the throne of Lucifer. I don't know, but this is not that. This is uh, no. this is just a room. This is a this is a very bad room, for, especially. This There's is also bad, like this is Crowley's bad room, all, all capitals. <laughs> all of the uh, extras in this place are just all like random dirt bags too, and like mm-hmm. the the costuming is really weird here too. Like you've got guys, you've got demons in suits, right? Like in straight up like G men FBI kind of looking suits, and then you like there is one dude who's just roaming around in some sweats. <laughs> like for no reason, and I, I get like he's probably one of the prisoners, but it's just really weird. Like the juxtaposition is very strange. I feel like there's like a peasant from like like 1400s medieval Europe in the back somewhere. Like I just don't understand. Yeah, Crowley's no dick son is somehow here for some <laughs> yeah. reason, right? Like I don't know why is that little <sighs> dick motherfucker in this in the frame? Um, I yeah, it's just a it's a weird setup. Like it's not. Like we 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 talk a lot. We haven't in a while, but like um, I, we'll have some reason to talk about how great the bunker is as a set in this episode. And um, I I just like I get the feeling like they're really trying to show Crowley outside, like doing his work or whatever. And it's just mm-hmm. like this thing does not work for me at all. Just make Crowley seem kind of inept. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that also that like because he does look very bored with all of this. Hmm um yeah what does he even do here he like punishes some people who like helped out abaddon Eric, all right yeah yeah uh one dude um i think 
he's going through like a flashback at one point of all oh, the fun yeah. stuff that him and, and Dean have done, which is basically just sing a couple of songs together and like play some foosball. And like some little like twerp looking dude is like, I will be your wingman master. I could, I like the ladies and I love the classic rock and roll. I love to party. And I'm like, you were, you were sounding like a you were weird, not yeah, Sir, this you were is not him. Yeah. Go to pitchfork.com and come back educated, my man. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he's, but Crowley just like snaps his finger and the dude turns to dust. And I'm kind of yeah. here for that. Like that's I'm, in, I'm into the guy turned into a dust. That's, that's a cool move. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of it. It's just like Crowley being like, <sighs> like clearly Crowley is dissatisfied with where things are for him. Um, there's also the, the, uh, there's also the old dude who is, uh, like talking like oh, he's yeah. from King's Landing where he's like, you know, the, yes. the supplicants the are waiting, with great, with, are white... waiting without, and, and Crowley's yeah. like, without what? Like just straight fucking with the guy. Uh-huh. Really uh-huh. funny. And yeah, yeah. yeah the, the dope hair. Yeah. The dope hair, like, like crystal white hair, that big old Santa Claus beard. I was like, who is he? Who is he? And why haven't we seen him? <laughs> seen him more than this. Is this the new Bobby? I hope he's the new Bobby. I really do. Um. So yeah, now we go over to Hannah and Castiel, who have gotten lost—a very They're human, just regular thing. old lost. Yeah. Uh, all of this hunter training, and Ca- Castiel still doesn't know how to work a GPS, huh? Nope. Um, I don't think Dean does either, so it's not really Castiel's fault. But um, look, Dean can hack traffic cameras. Do you remember he when he got all that traffic training cameras? But he doesn't from the like old Google new Maps. Bobby, whose name up, d- d- dude, I've already forgotten. What's that? There's dude? not a there's not a chance in the world that either of us can remember that guy's name right now. Jackson? is it henry is it henry is it no Hen- that's henry winchester nope what the fuck is that dude's name what do there's you know what no is- way what is that dude's name there's no way that we're gonna remember his name is it larry or something like that is it lawrence it's not lawrence that's it where could, they're from in kansas it, it could be lawrence you don't know let's see somebody is screaming right now uh it's in season seven right like because he was the yeah. season seven supernatural hacker somebody google it Okay, hold on. I'm in co-stars now. There's a Chet. Was it Chet? It's not Chet. <laughs> oh, sure here you. we go. Here we go. Here we go. Frank Devereaux. Frank. It's Frank. It's of Frank. course. It was yeah, on the yeah, tip yeah. of my tongue. I was um, almost there with Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All, so, all of that shit stayed in the podcast, by the way. Absolutely. So. Castiel and, and Hannah are hanging out on the side of the road, looking at a map. Cass doesn't want to kill angels. He doesn't want to get his grace back, of course. Uh, he doesn't want to kill angels for that. He doesn't want to go to Metatron and, and work out a deal to get his grace back. He's just not interested. Um, Hannah is like, yeah, that's great that you like have these principles and you don't want to hurt people. But dying for those principles is going to be meaningless because the rest of us need you. Um, Castiel says something vague, like sometimes enough is whatever you have. Um, and then it looks like Hannah's like maybe going to kiss him. I don't know how I was supposed to read this scene. This I, this is definitely romantic to me. Like this is this is all this is telltale marks. Like she reaches out and grabs his hand. The camera goes back and forth as they look into each other's eyes. And then the most telling fact: Sam calls. So you know they were about to bone down. <laughs> he gets like a little. It's not even Sam's fault. He gets a prickle on the back of his neck, and he's like, "I got to make a phone call." Yeah, Sam calls Hannah for some reason. Hannah didn't even know she had a phone. <laughs> She feels a buzzing. She's confused and she's like, uh, it says Sam Winchester. And Cassie's like, yeah, fucking. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> I've been here too many times. Who's Lenny Kravitz? Oh, that's <laughs> Sam. Just hand me the phone. That's Sam. Yeah, give me the phone. Uh, and once he's on the phone with Sam, uh, Sam is worried that he's going to kill Dean by doing yep. what he's doing. Um, and he's like, hey, should I stop? Um, Cassiel, trying to look cool in front of Hannah, 
is like just you have to go through with it. But um, it not because he's trying to look home for Hannah. He's just like, yeah, I don't know what if anything is left of your brother. Um, and if you're not able to cure him, then that thing that you're looking at is in fact not Dean. That is a demon. Um, and it breaks the rules. If I kiss another demon, I tried it with Meg and it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So he's got to go. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a pretty firm stance for Castiel to come down with on on this. And it's and it's kind of terrifying, right? Like, oh, yeah. like there may not be a, a way out of this, except it's season 10 of Supernatural. And we all know that there's a way out of this. Like, I'm not I have no worries whatsoever. Right. Um, it's nice that they're they're pretending to have worries and like trying to get me concerned. But I'm like, oh, my, it's season 10. Jensen's the yeah. best actor on the show. Like, fuck all y'all. Yeah, unless <laughs> you decided to quit. <laughs> yeah, this is not fucking Game of Thrones, y'all. <laughs> you're, right. not gonna, you're not going to you're not going to kill a dude on the first first episode and be like, what? Right. I don't buy it. Don't buy it. Um, Sam gets off the phone. He goes to check on Dean. Dean is passed out cold, and Sam has to like wake him up. When he does, Dean says, "Demon Dean says like his that his Sam's brother, the real Dean, has been gone for for quite some time. He's not been in the building." And Demon Dean is the new model, and uh, this is where he goes on. And we we talk about this a lot on this podcast, Chris. Anytime that some, the brothers are possessed or overcome by a spell or whatever it's it's an opportunity to bring out the old family baggage and here we go starting off with the classics just the one-two punch if i'm tired of babysitting you and also i've I've just had to sacrifice all of my life to to be to manage your life basically oh and also for the uppercut you're the reason mom's dead take fucking that sam winchester um and he says that he quits this family and this is where it's just like what do you get I feel like they don't pull for this shit anymore if, like, Sam and Dean are both over this. Yeah. But Sam goes, oh, would you, would you say that to his dad? Huh? And Dean just, like, laughs at him. Um, <laughs> but this is kind of, in a, in a way, this is a role reversal from past conversations that they've had. Where Sam is like, you know, I'm sick of this family. I've been trying to get away from this family forever. And you guys keep coming for me. And Dean would be like, well, would you say that to dad? Um, and yeah, now, they're, uh, now they've, they've reversed all this um he says yeah i would definitely say this to dad who brainwashed us into wasting our yeah. lives and yeah. i'm like Ouch. okay oh well you do have a point you do have a point so um, i guess you know about mary's brother from the comic book or from the yeah from the yeah. comic books then huh hmm. so there is there's a line in here where dean says he's tired of pulling sam's lame ass out of the fire um okay. and sam gets tired of the conversation at certain points so he picks picks up another needle uh, he also clarified at some point in this episode that he got Dean's blood type for what that was worth. Um, he picks up another needle and Dean says, oh, is this you manning up? Uh, and Sam repeats back to him the line of this is me yanking your lame ass out of the fire, which is a corny line again. But I liked it. I liked the delivery of it, of Sam keeps building up to that point of anger and he wants to scream and he wants to be melodramatic Sam, but he keeps pulling it back and he has this one little quippy one liner, which could be better. But I like that that pull back down that restraint that i'm gonna just keep doing this i'm gonna keep pushing forward no matter what um and he sticks him with the the needle again you know i'll i'll give the writing some credit here like it some of these lines are corny but sam and dean have always been extremely corny with one another like the whole bitch mm-hmm. jerk thing joke is is extremely corny but that's how it's it, super super corny yeah yeah but that's that's just kind of how they work and yeah all of their dumb jokes with each other and dumb practical jokes have always been super, super corny. So for like this stuff to exist, even when they're mad, almost makes sense to me. Now, again, this is this is the Buck Lemming episode, right? Like, so like I yeah. know most, I know a lot of people hate this writing team. Um, I you know 
the, the, the most recent episodes have all actually not been that terrible. So I can't, I'm, I'm not fully on the team hate just yet, but it, it, it seems thematically appropriate at this point, even if it's a little like corny and bad. So anyway, yeah, no, for sure. Um, we go back over to Crowley. What is Crowley up to? Oh, he's just punishing people, you know. Yeah. Doing his doing his thing. Um someone decides that they want to stand up to Crowley here. Uh and rather than I guess live in Crowley's hell, question mark, he sets himself on fire? Maybe it's holy fire? Yeah, this is a weird scene. This is a very like this is not like he's not like a suicide bomb, right? Like this is a setting myself on fire for as a protest to something. Um, it just it, doesn't feel like this is usually a demon style self sacrifice. It, it feels a little non demonish, right? Like because he even goes on a speech of like we have souls for you, we have done, we have activated our menace. Like you know, I, it's like it's like fucking Harry Potter, and I solemnly swear to misbehave or whatever. Like I have done bad things. I have yeah. stolen the pennies out of the return penny tray and never given any back. Like it's that kind of bullshit. Um, and also like. There's this weird crowd reaction to when this happens. Like he brings out this flask of what I presume to be holy oil, and it, like everybody's like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, and I'm like, okay, God, like you gotta calm <laughs> right, the fucking extras down. Like you gave them too many donuts. They're all hyped up on sugar. They're not. <laughs> yeah. They're not selling this at all. They're all trying to be the new Bobby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're just trying to be the new the new Lester. I'll try to be the new Lester. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's it. Crowley is just like, oh shit. Okay. And then it's back to Castiel and Hannah. Um, and this is where Cassio kind of, he just, he just lays it down and it breaks all our hearts. Uh, not, I mean, it doesn't break everyone's heart, but he, he just says like, Hey, Hannah, I can see that you have growing feelings and, and emotions. Those are the same thing, but you have both feelings and emotions and you have them towards me. And, uh, listen, we can't, we can't be doing this. We need to, we need to keep our priorities clear. I think that's what he says specifically is they have to keep their priorities clear which is the most like clinical language he could use it yeah, he, sucks i mean he also says that they need total focus and no detours yeah. <laughs> i'm like and okay she's like, Jesus no, no, Christ. No, no 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 for sure for sure for sure <laughs> i actually was just um gonna go in and get doritos like i was saying um yeah, yeah, i love yeah. eating those they did and not have doritos not just walking... the last time i was on earth so i'm yeah. very interested in this new brand of doritos just super interested in and in being away from not specifically from your face with my face i'm just I just want Doritos and I just need to leave. Yeah. Need to get the fuck, get the fuck out of here. I am. Um, I like Hannah a whole lot. Um, yeah. I have, I've really come around on Hannah over the last few episodes that she's appeared in. I am. Um, I'm not really here for a Hannah Castiel ship. I can very much see like this, this kind of like affection that Hannah has for Castiel and this almost mm-hmm. like reverence for him as a leader, even though it seems to be very poorly placed based on most of Castiel's actions, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's not qualified. <clears throat> the only, the only good thing that this dude has done is, um, like clear out the KKK, right? Like that was, that's what he did when he was a God for a hot minute. Right. Didn't he like kill a bunch of racists or something? Am I remembering yeah, that right? And then he like the, it was pretty cool when he took all of um, those Leviathans in. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tight move. That was tight. Tight. Good. Um, but I mean, like, I can definitely see her affection for him, and I can definitely see Castiel being like, "I don't know what to do with this. I, but I know enough that I don't want to hurt this person's feelings because I care for them." And I actually really like this scene because of all of that. Like, it's it's Castiel being super awkward. It's Hannah 
also being super awkward, but not just knowing for it that if she says anything, it's going to make it even more awkward. And just like turning around and making a beeline for the Doritos that she knows can get her out of the situation. <laughs> it's I, I actually really like this scene, and I, I don't necessarily ship Hannah and Cass or anything. Like I don't, I'm not really into that scene at all. Um, I just I like their dynamic together, and I'm yeah. I'm kind of into all of the stuff that's happening. It's like a strong emotional current through that scene. Um, whether you're into it or not. It's emotionally charged, and I think that makes it more interesting. Yep. It's not just like a banal nothing conversation. It's It has stakes to it. It's one person implying something and another person shutting that down completely in a very firm way um, that it, you know is going to change the dynamic, if, if not just of the scene, then of, of their relationship. Um, and it's a big moment, regardless of how you feel about them as characters. It still uh, has, has something. But then she goes inside the store, and unfortunately, she finds that the store clerk has their eyes burnt out. Yep. Um, and when Castiel walks in a minute later, he sees the angel from a couple episodes ago that escaped in the woods uh, has Hannah at knife point. Uh, I was calling this angel like Maya or something like that. I don't know. It was wrong. Whatever I said, I was wrong. It's Adina. Adina. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were far off. Um. um. But she's Cast- um Castiel kicking Cass's butt <laughs> pretty much because Castiel is like at this point he is he is weak as hell like he could barely get into the door so when he sees this and like yes. tries to like take it's a an swing, automated door yeah <laughs> the door doesn't it it's like the Bart it's like the Simpsons episode where Bart has no soul and the yeah. door and the electronic doors stop working it's for him not, it's not working. <laughs> Um, like he takes a swing at Adina and Adina's like, just like kind of like steps back and is like, really, man? Like, yeah. you're, you're, this is, you're like a, you're just like a bag of trash. What are you doing? <laughs> you're lighter than that bag of Doritos in her hands. <laughs> um, Castiel basically says like, let, you can take me, you can kill me. Just let Hannah go. Cause you know, he has to sacrifice himself at all time. And Adina is like, nah, man, I could probably do both. I'm not worried about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> and literally kicks him through the door of this establishment and then just starts beating the shit out of him. And we we leave him there and go back over yeah. to Sam and Dean. <laughs> if only if only his punches were as heavy as his emotional baggage. Seriously. Um Yeah. yeah he, Sam Sam decides to take a quick break <laughs> and just go reminisce in Dean's bedroom. Dean left um, all of his emotional artifacts out so that yeah. Sam does not have to go rummage for him, which I thought was really nice. Unless Chris, you think that Sam has been rummaging through these emotional artifacts and pornography all of the time, and they yeah. just have left them out on the on the couch. He looks on the couch and sees busty Asian beauties and gives it a look, and I'm like, oh, is that a look of like, haha, that's, you know, oh, my brother loves that. Or just like, oh, shit, I forgot to put those away. Did I leave those out? That kind of look, you know? <laughs> I was just getting closer to Dean by jerking off the same stuff he jerks off to, okay? <laughs> that's how it works. You got I'm a hunter. You gotta get that into works. the prey's mind. <laughs> And their now palms. We're truly, now we're truly <laughs> brothers. Um. So yeah, he he looks through his stuff. He reads Dean's diary. Okay, Dean doesn't have a diary. Sometimes I pretend to be did. Dean when I jerk off. Okay, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when I use my I left sometimes, hand. <laughs> sometimes I pretend that I'm Dean and that Sam, me, is about to walk in on me, so I have to finish <laughs> up really quick. <laughs> I'm a really fucked up guy, okay? I got, some st- I got issues, alright? I got issues, man. <laughs> it takes a lot of concentration. Hey, I'm not hurting anybody, okay? Sir, this is a Wendy's. Can sir, you- <laughs> can you please pull up to the drive-thru, sir? We ha- your nuggets are ready. I don't know why you're telling me this. <laughs> sir. Sir, come get your nugs. <laughs> sir, I'm going to advise you that you cannot masturbate in the Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Sam goes in and he finds pictures of uh, the family that Dean has kept. Pictures of uh, Dean when he was a kid with his mom. A uh, picture of Mary and John together. And then there's some like family pics of like the, the boys with Bobby and then like Sam and Dean together. And it actually is kind of like cute, I guess, to like see these pictures. And it looks like they're like from outtakes from like early seasons of the boys yeah, laughing. Yeah. A couple of those I thought, hey, who took that? Um, there's one or two that's like, that's clearly Bobby's house, but there's one of them out in a field and I'm like, get that. They were alone. They were in like a cemetery. I think I remember that episode. (laughs) (laughs) It was the third party. Yeah. Who's the third party? Did they ask the ghost to snap the pic? (laughs) (laughs) Who is their Carl that's taking all these pictures of them and is never in them itself? Um, I, uh, I, I, I'll give credit because a lot of these pictures and these kind of scenes are often photoshopped very badly, and I'm glad it wasn't that. Like it, the pictures actually being mostly real, I think it gave a lot of weight to the scene. What could yeah. otherwise be very, very corny. And I liked that they were actually pictures from the show in earlier yeah. seasons. Me too. Um, some of them were anyway, and that that kind of like like I was just saying, it, it reminds us of of old times. It's a, it's just a cheap trick, but it, hell, it works. Um, so yeah, he looks through these pictures, um, and then we see, uh, a blurry view of, uh, some black boots and some black pants and it's Crowley who walks up to Castiel who is fucked up. Um, while that's happening, we go back over to Sam who goes back to the dungeon and finds Dean gone. Then we clip Uh right back over to Adina who is torturing Hannah for killing her friend Daniel. When Crowley walks up and in one of the coolest fucking moments of this show, like nicks her throat with an angel blade, grabs her grace in this bottle that has a skull for it, the top of it, which is fucking dope. Uh More on the skull, please. Supernatural. And then literally just stabs her in the heart and lets her fall down. It is so it is like a fucking John Wick maneuver, my man. Like it is so fucking cool. For half a second, I was like, man, they don't even bother with the angel wings flashing anymore. Like, it's so stupid. But then I was like, no, Crowley just stole her grace fucking hey <laughs> dude and then he's just killing the body <laughs> fine like it was brutal it was awesome <laughs> so good but um, yeah uh crowley comes to the rescue not what we expected here um and then it's back over to the the bunker with this game of cat and mouse between sam and dean and this made also me think wrote a cat lot and mouse of, in my notes just so you know yeah excellent this made me think of just like playing as like leon in resident evil 2 with mr x smashing around this you know the the police station obviously mm-hmm. if people haven't played that game they don't know but you're just running through different corridors you don't know sometimes where you are you don't know where the enemy is sam and dean don't know where each other are we as the audience don't really have a idea of the perspective like we don't know where dean is in comparison to sam and i i like that they do a little bit of that it's i like guess almost like the shining obviously they do the direct shining reference later when he cuts through the door Thankfully, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like there are several shining references yeah. in this. In this but like it works. It works because he doesn't say here's Johnny. Because yeah. um, we're just cutting back and forth. We don't know where Sam is, but I felt like Sam was in danger. I felt like if, especially with his arm in the sling and everything, this I is, felt like if Dean caught him, he was in big fucking trouble. This is a good time to pick this up. Uh, what is happening with the sling on Sam's arm? Like 
in general yeah i mean like i've i've had it my arm in a sling before usually it's just like a strap that goes over your neck and your your arm sits in it and your neck takes the weight off picks up the weight so you're not holding it up and using those muscles sam's has like five straps it goes around his back it goes over his neck it goes through the side on his ribs like what the fuck is wrong jared padalecki had a very serious injury i mean but like is he said it's in a sling like what do you you can't i don't know yeah get a fucking cast what are you doing i don't know it just seems so weird like the whole time like he's running around like trying to do shit one-handed and i'm like what is this thing he's got like a contraption that he's wearing yeah so fucking i don't weird. know it i i just assumed that whatever like shoulder injury he had was actually serious enough yeah, that yeah. they needed this whole thing we should we should probably look that up i think i'm going to be commenting on this the entire fucking season so yeah seriously um, uh, notably, Sam runs over to a desk and picks up a ring of keys. Dean runs into the kitchen, goes to grab a meat cleaver, but decides, no, he's going to grab a hammer instead. And then he starts calling out and taunting Sam, like, you know, Sammy, come talk to your big brother. And uh, we go back over to Crowley, who gives Castiel Adina's grace. Castiel tries to refuse, but of course, he, he can barely move, much less fight Crowley off. And uh, once he gets his grace back, he gets this, this you know, bright white... Sh- bright white light shines in him and <clears throat> Castiel is returned to full power again. Back in action, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not super happy. Uh, <laughs> Crowley is like, as much as it pains me to say this, you're useless to be dead. Um, their relationship has been a bit fraught. I think especially the whole purgatory soul business that went down in season six and uh, Castiel actually betrayed Crowley. And also they have affections for the same man, Team Winchester. So it's just a little bit complicated. Um, but he, uh, Castiel, he's pissed at Crowley. Crowley is just like, I just want you to go and fix Dean because Dean is way too much of a problem for me right now. Um, I don't, who knows what Crowley's real motives are because it's never as simple as he says they are. Um, but yeah, uh, this, one I looked feel, up, this one feels pretty straightforward though. Like, this feels either, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but I look looked up? up what happened to, uh, t- to Sam. It says Sam's arm is seen in a sling because Jared injured his shoulder and had to have surgery. It was still healing when filming for the season commenced. The injury occurred while wrestling with Osric Chow, um, who plays Kevin. Um, you can apparently watch a video of um, Osric telling us what happened, but I'm not going to click on that. Um, and then there's an explanation in the show. But that's it. There's no... Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Um, somebody somebody in the Discord mentioned that. Um, boy, I'm sorry. I cannot remember who it was. But someone mentioned, it was like, if anybody wants that full speech, I can't find it on YouTube, but I can definitely track it down. So we could, we could probably find that somewhere. Um, I, I just fa- I found it right there. I found the link. I just Googled it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we could probably find it later. <laughs> no big deal. We, you know. <laughs> oh. Is Hannah dead? Didn't she die the last episode? She's, yeah. Um, so back to the bunker. Dean is stalking around with the hammer that he picked up. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, this is kind of like, it's, it's very tense because we don't know where he is in relation to Sam. Sam suddenly puts the bunker into lockdown by flipping a big switch. Dope. Um, Good idea. I um, love this. Just like locking stuff down or whatever, obviously the name implies. Um, but Dean, as he's shouting along, you know, taunting Sam, reveals that the demon cuffs stopped working because after a certain point, he became less and less demon from all the human blood being injected into him. So the cure was actually working. But unfortunately, that allowed Dean the chance to escape from his bindings. Uh, it said he, it hurt him to leave the Devil's Trap, but he was able to get out. Um, and then Dean is kind I of wanna, tracking... Real quick, I, I just want to hover on that for a little bit because it seems so weird. It seems pretty sloppy, if you ask me. It, it seems very sloppy. Like, I would have much rather, like, literally anything else to happen. And I know they're, they're, like, they're trying to write around stuff, and they probably thought that this was a really good idea, but I just... 
like they were still handcuffs you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> like yeah. at the bare minimum they were and, hand, he, and he was tied down and i know we've seen the boys rope. get out of all of this stuff but like sam's pretty good at, at tying people up right like that's like yeah I, I, so i, I guess know, if like the magic stops working because he's not a demon fully anymore but he still has demon strength he's just able to bust out i don't know i need to see this in action I need to see Dean go Super Saiyan or whatever in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, you know, whatever. Like if this is if this is the reason that he got out, then fine. I'm okay with it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So he, Sam like leaves a door open. Dean goes into that door, and then I think that Sam closes and locks that door finally. And he mm-hmm. thinks that he has locked Dean down into that room, but he very quickly finds out that that is not the case when Dean starts hammering his way out. And there's this conversation as this is happening with uh, Dean basically screaming at him and Sam is threatening like, hey, I've got the demon knife. Like I could I could stab you. And Dean's like, you're, I, I know you're not going to do it. Like, I know I will kill you and I know that you won't kill me. Like you're not in a good situation. And as soon as as he starts breaking down the door for real with his hammer, Sam just turns around and run. Like there's no way that he can he's, he, he can kill Dean. Like there's just not that's not ever going to it's happen. Happening. Um, But. He continues to hammer his way out. Let's see. Uh, Sam says, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam's pathetic little attempt to intimidate Dean. I don't want to hurt you, dude. It's like, Sam, you're only going to hurt yourself. Put the demon knife down. In the end, Sam doesn't stay to confront Dean as Dean bashes his way out of the store. Uh, Sam just runs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is actually like a pretty good like thing. Like We see Sam like leaning against the wall. Um, we know that Dean is approaching him quickly. Sam spins around a corner, raises the knife up right to Dean's throat and stops. Um, and we think like, oh, this is, this is Sam's moment. And obviously we know, oh, Sam's not going to be able to go through with it. Sam's not going to be able to slit his throat. Um, even though he has the opportunity now, he's obviously going to pull back and he does pull back. But just as he pulls back, Castiel comes up from behind Dean and grabs him. And as much as that's, we can make plenty of jokes there. Cass's (laughs) eyes glow blue like full on angel blue and Dean's eyes go black and it's just, it's over. It, it, it's such an intense moment when Castiel grabs him and it's like, holy shit, that's full power Castiel all of a sudden. And Dean's like demonic screams, like his roars that come out of him. It's such an intense moment. It's like, holy shit. Um, Man, do you remember the first time that uh, we saw a demon see an angel? Like, I think yeah. it was, I think it was Meg and she just immediately like freaks the fuck out. She's like, I got to go. I got to get the fuck out of here. This, uh, this is not a good place for me. Like she just has to fucking go. Like it's, it's kind of a big deal <laughs> for this to happen for and these this, two entities to meet. Yeah. And it feels kind of cool to be reminded of that. You know, angels mm-hmm. are supposed to be a hell of a lot more powerful. I, I, angels act just like demons now. I think there was something cool to them being so powerful because they, they had to live in such like a strict confined almost like demons are more chaotic and they'll do whatever and they'll hurt random people where angels they can hurt random people but their their methods are just so much different there um and all that's kind of been cast aside now but this this one moment i didn't see castiel and dean i saw an angel and a demon and i actually thought that that was kind of cool yeah me too i i I like this a lot um they go back um we we get this scene of like Castiel looking up like how to exercise demons and in this book like it's books that like obviously Sam had left out but they just the frame is on the books for so long that I really thought we were going to go back to Cole and him at the library just bleeding <laughs> out reading trying just to read about out these on demons some old library books <laughs> yeah uh, but no it, they're just still in the bunker and 
Sam comes up and is like, yeah, Dean seems to be doing fine. He's super hungry. So I'm going to give him some carbs. And Castiel's like, you know, I, oh, no, wait, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, aren't I? Uh, it's not super far ahead. He is yeah, tied up. Bad. Um, yeah, that's we annoying. see the black eyes fade. And at this point, I was still wondering, like, is this really Dean? Is, is the demon really gone? Um, they splash him with holy water and that doesn't hurt him. So they think, holy shit, you know, but this isn't a, like a Sammy. I'm back, or Cass, it's crazy to see you. It's, he's just like, Dean is like shell-shocked. Like, Dean is really, he's affected by everything that's happened. And, and he, he, Jensen shows it. He, I think, I believe that this is Dean. I believe that he's back. But things aren't all, you know, rosy and, and, and happy now that he's back. He's, he's fucked up. Um, but then, yeah, we cut, we cut out a little bit later. I really Sam like the going, uh, black eyes effect, by the way. Like, the way they kind of bleed out of his eyes. I thought yeah. it was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sam is getting ready to go get some food. Uh, he asks Castiel to like hang back and watch Dean. Um, Cass says that, hey, Dean's not a demon anymore, but we're still going to have to deal with that that mark. The mark of Cain is still there. That, that problem has not been solved. Um, but Sam is I, he's exhausted from everything that's happened. <laughs> I mean, understandably so. Yeah. He's almost just murdered in the bunker. Um, but yeah, he's just like, hey, Castiel, like one battle at a time. I'm gonna go grab my brother some cholesterol, and then I'm gonna get drunk. <laughs> it's been a it's been a real one, guys. It's, it's been, been a, a day. real. It's been a fucking day. Like um, I, I I wish that we could see that scene of uh, Sam and Dean after just like probably not talking, just hanging out, fucking one cheers with the, and then they just get drunk. They eat a ton of food and they pass out and then tomorrow they'll talk. But tonight they're just going to hang out. <laughs> yeah. Put some shit, put some shitty TV on, like put Indiana Jones on, right? right? Like put it's a, like put a movie they, that they both love on or something. I like, I haven't moved personally in forever, but I used to have to help my friends move all the time. And it's like, at the end of the night, you've, you've helped everybody move. Everybody like you're, you're both exhausted. You and your buddy you sit down, you grab some beers, get a pizza and you're just like watching TV with the AC on. Like, that's how I imagine <laughs> Sam and Dean are right now. <laughs> hundred percent um i also I, this this i like this uh this threat right like cassio bringing up like oh yeah we still got to deal with that whole mark of cain thing and the, and then sam being like yeah tomorrow dog i got i got no yeah. i got no bandwidth for this man i got yeah. you're gonna have to bring this up later um dean is is in his bedroom looking at um pictures of his family when Castiel knocks on the door and he like quickly hides pictures of his family because you know that's embarrassing well because he doesn't have a picture of Cass he doesn't want Cass to feel bad and this entire time I was wondering like what the fuck where the fuck is Hannah <laughs> where <laughs> where did Hannah go and then Castiel because he's Dean says something like oh you got your grace Mike he says yeah it's a long story something to do with Crowley and there's there's a female angel in the car and I'm like you just left her fucking outside you didn't even bring her inside the bunker what the hell that's so rude it's so rude he knows that she's vulnerable right now he doesn't want either of the boys taking advantage of that because they're weird about women Sam would Sam would be oh is there a broken monster slash angel for me to fuck somewhere oh well let me yeah Sam might I don't have to be I don't have to pretend that I'm my brother being discovered by myself. <laughs> guess it's an in a, a compromised cosmic. position. Oh my god! Oh, it's dude. a weird. It's a complicated. It's weird. Um, so Castiel comes in to see Dean. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he gives him uh, kind of the abridged version of of things that have been happening. Um, Dean asks if Sam is going to divorce him after everything that happens. Castiel reminds him that your brother is, and it will take a lot more than trying to kill Sam with a hammer to make him walk away. <laughs> Dean Dope. is like, holy shit, that's screwed up. But like, hey, Castiel, I'm glad you're here. 
glad that we're 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 all here. Um, and Castiel tells Dean to take a break. And just when you think that the episode is over and that we're just going to sit in that, Supernatural gives us one last thing. Yeah, and I don't really know how to feel about this scene. It's weird because obviously I know who this person is. We've seen episodes past this. Um, yeah. So, but this is something that I don't feel like Supernatural has really done in the past. This feels like a very, um, man, I hate to say it because I know a lot of people think of it as kind of an insult, but like it's a very super soap opera kind of move. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get this scene. It's a kind of a fancy hotel room fireplace flickering lots of lots of like antique furniture around there's a redheaded woman sitting in this chair and i think she's reading an an old book maybe drinking some wine when blood kind of drips uh onto her arm from the ceiling which is usually like oh shit something bad's about to happen but she looks up and there's two members of the staff pinned to the ceiling with like these giant stakes that are through going through their body Mm -hmm. and then the camera pans back down and this this woman just kind of smiles and keeps reading as if like Oh, so she's definitely the one that killed him, and, they, yeah. and she really feels good about it. And then that's it. Like we don't have a name. She doesn't speak. We don't. We don't have no idea who she is. It's just kind of like a like a typical villain introduction, and that you like. Oh, hey, here's here's a big bad that we're going to be dealing with throughout yeah, the rest of the thing. season. Yeah. Um, and it so on on the ceiling. Did they have spikes through them? Because yes. what it's like mm-hmm. them playing with that imagery, the yellow eye stuff. But then like clearly they're not going to develop uh, uh, deliver on that. You know. Yeah. Um, because if it was spikes, yeah, because they're not just there wasn't if they had just been held up and we're I mean, obviously, again, they're playing off that imagery. But if it was a direct like callback to that, like I would have been extremely jazzed about that. Sure. Um, Because that that yellow eye stuff, like even just the woman on the ceiling, it's like, you know, Mary Winchester or, or Jess, it's such a provocative or evocative image, I guess, that it like. It's something that Supernatural, I think, was really known for, like that specific image, like the one that I posted on Mother's Day on our Twitter or whatever. <laughs> like it, it's just it says something. It's like holy shit, you see that? It, it don't look right. Like occasionally it looks goofy, to be honest, but it's it's such a, a strong image that you go, oh shit, yeah, that's from Supernatural. I know that image. I've seen that before. And so f- to make that callback to that, but then maybe not really deliver on that is is weird. And as a fan of Supernatural, as somebody who has seen a little bit more than this, going, oh, okay, we're getting our first look at this person. That's cool. But, like, if you've never seen what happens next, like, I, I, w- I would have seen this the first time and gone, like, okay. And <laughs> what, what? Which Who's is this? <laughs> which is where I fell at it. Um, and it doesn't help. I wonder, like, I think I, I might have thought this was Abaddon the first oh, time really? I Like, maybe it? Abaddon is back in a different body or something? Yeah, with the red something hair. like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But, I can um, see that. Just because she was, you know, she was relevant somewhat still. So I don't know. I think it also doesn't help. Like, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the record as not liking this particular character too much. I'm, uh, it's, I don't know that I've ever actually said that on the podcast. I'm sure I have at some point. But uh, I, I, I really disliked, like, her whole steez <laughs> when, uh-huh. when, I, when, I, when she was first being introduced. So uh, I'm, I'm eager to go. I'm going back in with an open mind because, uh, you know, it's been it's been years and obviously she's kind of a fan favorite now. So I'm, I'm curious as to what how I'm going to react to her. I, I just find the scene um, kind of it's just it just feels off like it just doesn't feel like do this at the beginning of the episode, not the end. Like, I don't mm-hmm. or make kinda, it something a little bit m- more. Yeah, you know we we just went through a lot, but it's only been three episodes of season ten. Have her be um, reading the Supernatural series by Edmund Carver, right? Right, or Carver right. Edmund. I don't remember that dude's name. Uh, um, by Chuck. Uh, by Chuck. But uh, or yeah, I don't know. I, I guess this is trying to imply this is going to be our next big bad. Hey guys, D 
Dean's cured, but don't worry, there's still plenty in store for season 10. We're like, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I yeah. didn't I didn't need to be told that. Uh, I, I would have figured there was more in store. Um, yeah, you don't have to tease me like this. And it's worse, right. too, because I was, I mean, not to not to get into, like, we, we don't like to get too far ahead of where the actual podcast is, but, um, like, I don't think that, yeah, the next two episodes, like, I don't think Castiel or Crowley or probably this chick show up, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a weird, like, okay, here's this person and we're not going to deal with it for a while. And don't get me wrong, I like the idea of seeing something at the end of an episode that can, like, give us a little taste of, like, oh, hey, there's still some shit going on. But this, since we don't have context for it, it doesn't feel as imposing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure yeah. we've, we had ended episodes previously where Meg would, like, cut a guy's throat in a truck and make a call to hell and you'll be like oh fuck i mean that's literally how that one episode ends where we think meg's this nice person this whole but time we had we had set up with meg like right, right? We like we setup. knew who exactly. meg, like it was the twist it was oh shit like she's not this like kind of weirdo creepily assessed with sam chick oh no she's a fucking demon like she's killing people like that was that that stinger made sense like this is just like oh there's somebody that you're gonna know more about later but right <laughs> see ya i i wonder if there are ways that they could have done it to make us more interested or like, you know, somebody just has a conversation with her um, and they don't realize that she's anything special. But maybe have it be that, you know, she stands out a little bit. I think she has a British accent or, so, or like an Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I Sorry, it's probably, it's, I don't know, I don't really remember. Um, she has an accent. And I think that if we had had like Hannah talk to her briefly at the store, or you know, that doesn't make any sense. But something that you go, hey, that is a person. That person is aware of the Winchesters or has seen Castiel or something like that. Uh, and then you forget about it because so much else happens. And then in the last, you know, 30 seconds here, you see her again. You go, oh, wait, holy shit. Wait, who is that? What is going on here? Um, she, you know, she talked to Castiel earlier or something like that. Um, again, they're just trying to set us up for what's next. So it's not like it's egregious, but it is an, it is kind of a bold thing to put yeah. this at the end of such a heavy episode. And I think it's it's definitely um, like I don't like the the episode was extremely filled regardless right like i mean like we got like this was a solid solidly packed 42 minutes of episode of episode right like it's it's a big episode there's a lot of shit that happened a lot of shit went down and none of it really felt like fatty material that we could have gotten rid of uh this just felt kind of odd and it very much feels like oh as you mentioned here's our big bad like don't worry we've we've got other stuff we're gonna do now that we've cured sam or cured dean so you know just keep watching for this redhead and i'm like ah man you need to do more than that for me you really do and i yeah yeah and i and and look i I will change my tune when when a homegirl shows up later in the season and i'm i'm all about it right like i'm i will more than willing i'm more than willing to be wrong about this it just felt it just felt kind of cheap i guess and, and that's my main problem with it in a way that supernatural doesn't often feel cheap so yeah, I can, I can, I can feel that for sure. I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna uh, happen, but I, it left very little impression on me in the immediate like moment. I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be introduced soon. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the episode as a whole? Like I said, I, I wish that we got more of Demon Dean. I wish that honestly, I could have gone with the whole goddamn horror movie episode. Of Dean chasing Sam around. Fucking you know, A. Episode three was everything else leading up to it. And then episode four was just that. Because it's good, man. Like, it's, we know enough about Sam's current state and Dean's current state to be afraid. Like, we can step into an episode where it's just like, Sam is trapped in the bunker. Dean is after him. Like, what's gonna, will Castiel get there in time? Like, or dude, you know, what like, are, what are those? not even just trapped in a bunker, but like, imagine a situation where, you know, the, the roles reverse. Sam has been chasing after Dean to try to get him. 
he fails and now Dean has now gotten pissed off enough that he wants to chase after and kill Sam and Sam knows if he involves anybody else in this thing, Dean will kill them. So like he can't ask for help for anybody, right? Like there's nobody that he can really go to. He has to defend himself on his own. I think that would be an extremely dope episode. Absolutely. Um, you know, this is directed by Jensen. I think he did a good job. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wish that we really just had gotten more of demon. Dean. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, same. I um, I, I I really like this episode. I think they did a good job with this stuff. I want I want more Demon Dean. Definitely. Um, but you know, I'm I'm also like willing to just have some some Mark of Cain Dean if that's the situation that we're into now. Like I'm I'm, I'm into that. I'm still into season ten as a whole. I guess is what I'm saying. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm not like ready to uh, boycott it because we lost Demon Dean. Um, you know, it's hard. You can't really complain about a good episode, but. I just wish that we got to hang on a little longer to, to this too. threat. It was such a, a new, interesting dynamic for the show. And, you know, that things will go back to normal now. And we always like that. But here we are. I just hit you with that picture so you could see Sam's harness, man. Like, it's quite a it's that, quite the he, harness. He, do what? It's quite the harness. I mean, like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's for like, if you have a big dog that you need to take for a walk. Uh, and you know you don't want to you don't want it to be choking itself so you need the whole the whole full heart chest thing yeah man it's crazy anyway uh thank you for everybody listening we very much appreciate it thank you to all the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week they donate money every month and uh we get to do this podcast and a bunch of other stuff and it's really exciting if you want to hang out with us on the discord we have what I believe is the coolest and nicest discord full of supernatural fans that can possibly exist. Like, I don't believe that there's other cooler, more, more nicer supernatural discords out there. I just don't <laughs> believe it and won't join them. If you tell me that it exists, cause I know you're lying. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody. If you want to uh, talk to us, the best way to do so is at MOTW cast on Twitter. My Twitter is at JG Greer. Chris, you are. I'm at local bones. You can find links to all of that stuff that we just talked about at monstersweek.cool. We'll be back next week with season 10, episode four, Werewolf Kate Returns. Great. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>
It's just that crazy guy. So yeah, because I mean, Grandma's not rocking any hardware, so it's usually just me up in this uh, up in this piece. Yeah. <laughs> now there's just one other set of devices. <laughs> and the last time we recorded, my my cousin was here too. Yeah. Because she came to visit my uncle, and, um, and, um, and she's hip. So she's got she's hip. She's very online. I know. She had multiple devices. <laughs> What's her Twitter? Put it out there. <laughs> uh, I do follow her on Twitter. I'm not going to put her out there. <laughs> put her on blast on the Monster Week yeah. account. Uh. Me too. I um I so just to just to get out of the way, we're going to cure dean of his demonness we're gonna get some more evil dean which you and i both really love um and um sorry. <laughs> Shit. why are you laughing i texted autumn she was like it's so hot and i'm like yeah i just had to take my pants off because it was so hot in here and she said <laughs> did did chris text this <laughs> and i just got a little lost in the of the <laughs> oh shit anyway um Uh, hello, hip Chris speaking. Um, hip Chris. Oh yes, this is he. I have some questions about how to be hip. Um, uh, I uh, I have some answers. Uh, fire away. Question number one: How do I be hip around teenagers? Uh, first of all, uh, it's good to avoid teenagers at all costs, um, for legal reasons, but also because uh, teens will be the first to recognize uh, a non-hip person around fellow adults. However, you may be able to convince them that you are. In fact, hip. Next question, please. Uh, I'm. I. I would like to hear your bona fides on why you were considered hip, Chris. If you go around saying stuff like legal advice. Well, you see, um, hip is all about uh, the way that you present yourself to the world. Uh, hip is all about being prepared. Hip is all about having information. I am prepared. I have the information. Therefore, I am hip. I don't, I don't think that you've looked up what hip means in a long time, hip Chris. Well, you, see, you were I think you were mistaken what hip means. I follow trends. I read graphs. Uh, and I stay current with the changing definitions of terms. And as it stands, I do believe I am still uh, canonically considered hip. All right. Well, let's, let's test you, Chris. Hip Chris. Okay. Uh, well, I, okay. Let's see. If you're hip, you should be up on the latest music, if I'm correct, right? Um, that's correct, I believe. Uh, music mm-hmm. taste is, in fact, one of the first and foremost things that makes you uh, hip or not hip. Yes. So, um, I'll give you, I'll give you a shot. Give me a, any song that is on the current top ten Billboard pop charts, Hip Chris. Um, okay, that's an uh, that's an easy one. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Post Malone. Uh, whatever one of his songs are, he's okay. got so many. Okay. Uh, Goodbye. I believe he has a song called Goodbye. Is that a uh, is that a new hit? Uh, is that on the track? Hip Chris. That- I will I will give you half a point because there is a Post Malone track, although Goodbye is not it. Is it Rockstar? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have to subtract the points as you keep guessing. So, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> is it better now? Uh, nope. <laughs> now you're. I don't negative, know any other post. Negative Malone point five. <laughs> no, wait. I, wait. It's it's the is it Sunflower from the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse soundtrack? Negative one. <laughs> what? Not doing very Are well. Are you telling me that Chris. that 
Sunflower from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack is not on the top 100 pop chart. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, Hip Chris. We're going to start at number 10. I'm going to give you the artist, and let's okay. see if you can guess the track that they are currently on Easy. the top 10. Okay? Easy. And and honestly, I'm going to start you out at negative one point because one of these is so fucking obvious that I don't want you to score a perfect 10 on this. Okay. Um, so, number 10 is Jonas Brothers. Perfect. <laughs> Incorrect. Number 9, ah. Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Old Town Road, of course. Of course, of course. Like very good hip Griff. I'm glad you're you're you're, you're tuned into that one. Uh, number eight, Sam Smith and Normani. Perfect. <laughs> Wrong. Number seven, <laughs> Panic at the Disco. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> <laughs> number six, Post Malone. Um, I I thought I, uh, what is the name of that song? I know it. You know it. Mm. You're singing along with me here. Ready? Yeah. Uh, you start. I'll sing. I like to sing harmony. So you sing it first. Okay. Um, Once there was this boy who got into an accident and couldn't come to school. What? That's not a post-mode song. He finally came back. Is hair? I, I'm giving you lots of options, Hip Chris. Come on, what are you doing? I don't know. I, I, it's if it's not Rockstar, then I don't know. It's that's incorrect. Uh, Sean Mendez. Who the hell is Sean Mendez? <laughs> Billy Eilish. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh. Mm, bad guy. Oh, that's correct. Good job. That's two. Yeah! That's two. I told you I was hip. I told you I was hip. That's one point out of ten that you have scored so far. Uh, oh, I got Old Town Road. Yeah, yeah, but you started at negative one because remember I was gonna, ah! I wasn't gonna give you that one. <laughs> uh, number three, we're back to the Jonas Brothers. Perfect. <laughs> that's incorrect. Number two is Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Oh, <laughs> I've actually heard this song. <laughs> What? I've seen the music video for it. Hip Chris, I'm I'm glad that you were just confessing this it's on the called, podcast. It's called I Don't Wanna Be Here. That's very close, but you're wrong. Uh number one <laughs> on the Billboard top ten pop charts uh is Khalid with the track. Never heard of him. That's incorrect. The track is named Talk. So Never heard of him. You got one out of ten, Hip Chris. I don't think that you were qualified to give any hip advice. <clears throat> okay. What do you define as hip? Is that would you just use hip and mainstream in the same word? I don't think so. You would use hip and underground in in indie, right? Of course, in um a going against the grain. That's what that's what being hip is all about. Yeah, but be, being hip is also about being very judgmental about your fellow mainstream people, and you have to know what they're listening to to be able to make fun of it. So I'm sorry, hip Chris. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disqualify you entirely from being hip Chris. In fact, they're listening to Perfect by the Jonas Brothers. Just, I know. Just gonna go ahead and change your name here. What? That's against the not the. <laughs> <laughs> I you this is slander. You can't go and change my name from Hip Chris to not that Hip Chris. Who I, gave you the authority just, to, it's, to it's make my, these it's these server. alterations? I, it's my server, Chris. I did it. I made it. I created it. This is unbelievable. You're, this is a dictatorship. This is unbelievable. You're in my world now, son. I am going. Oh wow! I don't even. Golly, this is just. It's all about. It's all about 
having information. It's all about being prepared. Okay. And you know what? At okay. the end of the day, at the end of the day, maybe I wasn't prepared. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll give you something. I'll hit Chris. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll do this over again if you're ready. Pitchfork's top fifty best albums of 2018. Oh no. Um, oh, they're going to make me scroll through all 50 to get to the top 10. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate the internet. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I uh-huh. don't think I could name a single album that came out last year <laughs> by name. I don't think I could. I, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll see. Well, we'll we shall see. What do you, how do you want to do? How do you want to do this? Do you want the artist name and try to guess the album name? No, no, no. I'm going to give you the album name and you have to guess the okay. artist. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, number 10 is Safe in the Hands of Love. If you're out there playing at home, by the way, add us at MOTWCast and let me know how well you scored on this. I'm very <laughs> curious how hip how hip everybody out there is. I know how hip not that not that hip Chris is now, but... It's not that hip. All right. Top 10 albums. Uh, Pitchfork.com, 2018. Number 10, Safe in the Hands of Love. Oh, no. I don't know. Freaking Ed Sheeran? That's incorrect. It's, uh, I can't pronounce this name. It's Y-V-E-S, Tumor? Is that Avez? Never heard of him. Tumor? Okay. Uh, number nine is Whack World. Shut up. <laughs> that's, that's from that's from the artist Tierra Whack. <laughs> I just that was wanna, easy. I just, I just want to say the first sentence is 15 songs, 15 minutes. Tierra Whack did that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, double negative is number eight. Um, uh, that would be, of course, Marshall Mathers. That's incorrect. This is Low, which is weird because, like, Low is such an old band. Weird. Um, number seven, some rap songs. Ah, oh, that would be some rappers. That's incorrect. It's Earl Sweatshirt. Well, in a way, it was correct but I, I'll, I'll give you that one uh gonna go ahead and apologize in advance because i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation on this i believe this is spanish the, the number six album name is el mal Keo, which i think is q-u-e-r-e-r shakira that's incorrect it's rosalia number five <laughs> lush beyonce that's incorrect it's snail mail Oh, I like that album. <laughs> Number four, uh, Honey. Uh, oh, I think I know this too, but I don't. I don't actually know what it is. Who is it? It's Robin. Okay, I guess I didn't know that. Uh, number three, Knock Knock. Nope. DJ Coz or of Cozy course. or Cozy, if you will. Of I don't course. know. I don't know how you pronounce these things. Uh, number two, Golden Hour. I do know this one. It's not um, Casey Musgrave. Oh it? my God, Chris, you did it! You got the number two album. Hell yeah, I like that album. I like this. I like this because it says, um, "Are we here just once or a billion times?" She asked on the album on the song "Oh What a World," which means she's definitely seen that Supernatural episode that everybody loves. So. Maybe I found that band or her that album. I found it because um, there's a song on it called "Space Cowboy." Oh, dope. but it's not. It's not like Space Cowboy, like we say it. It's Space Cowboy. I'll give you I'll give you space, cowboy. Um It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird pool. But I but I, I was misled and then I was like, actually I, I kinda like this. And then a few weeks later my friend Dylan, who's like, you know, 
the music the man. music head yeah he um he texted me he's like hey this is really random but uh check out this album but i was like hey i found that album by my own randomly but guess, apparently guess it's not what? that hard to find because it's very popular all right what's what's number one uh number one album of the tw- of 2018 according to pitchfork.com is be the cowboy I know, I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. It's um, Mitski. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I also listened to that album. So I've listened to three on the top ten. That's not bad. I listened to Snail Mail, I mm-hmm. listened to Mitski, and I listened to uh, Casey, Casey Musgraves. Musgraves. I don't know, um, I think I'm pretty I'll, I just, I'll, I'll be very honest, I would have gotten zero of these. I've listened to a couple of tracks on from these artists before, but never like sat down and listened to, the, to a whole album from them. Maybe with the exception of Lou and Earl Sweatshirt, I guess. Um, that said, I was the one originally requesting help with my hipness, so I think I'm a, I'm perfectly okay. I was not pretending to the hip throne as other people were. As you see, Jeremy, this has all been part of my little hip game. You found that you're perfectly adequate in the hip department. <laughs> Is that what this was? <laughs> it's not about the size of the hip, wait, but the motion wait, of the ocean. Hip, hip Chris, are you... I just assumed we were talking about like coolness. Uh, is are, are are you just talking about your own physical hip? Is that what's happening here? Indeed. Oh, <laughs> I am now one large hip shaped man. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't realize you were okay. Okay, I got no, it. no. Listen, being hip isn't about knowing everything. Then suddenly, suddenly you're a fan or a stan or you're part of a fandom. You know, you don't want to push it too far. Mm-hmm. To be hip, you know, just a little bit about just enough to get by. And like I said, you don't hang out with teenagers. <laughs> That's the most important part is you don't <laughs> hang out with teenagers. <laughs> this has been a lesson, I think, for all of us. <laughs> I think mostly for you, I think. <laughs> you really yeah. What was that Post Malone song? I thought <laughs> I knew. I, I know the three songs. Uh, it was called Wow, I think. Never even heard of it. I mean, it's on the top 10 Billboard charts, my man. I don't know what to tell you. Post, tune buddy. In, tune into Clear Channel. Stop listening to Carry All My Wayward Son in your car all the time. Damn. And maybe maybe it's, you'll get it. It's every time that I, I get in my car, Carry All My Wayward Son comes on, and then I put my I plug my phone in, and then I listen to like music that I actually like. And then every time I get out of my car, Piano Man is playing. And I think maybe today's the day that I just... I just call it quits. If I hear a piano man one more try, fucking time. Drive the fucking car off of a cliff so you I don't have to hear piano man. I don't think I can do it anymore. Piano man is one of those songs that I really, uh, when I was growing up, I would listen to. I'm a, you know, a lot of my family listened to classic rock and all that stuff. So I grew up listening to that song and it was always like really cool. Getting into my teenage years, like you would go sneak some alcohol and maybe that song would come home, come, come on and like you're yelling it out with your friends and having a good time yeah. with it. Uh, maybe one day, like you're you're in a you're in a weird ennui situation. You're just driving around by yourself, and it comes on, and you're like just belting it out in your car and having Definitely. a good time. Uh, ever since I was about 22, I cannot fucking stand Piano Man anymore. Like it's just I admit, I did a, such a fucking turn on that on that track. It's just it, you hurt you hear it too many times, and everybody's singing along to it, and suddenly you're just like, this ain't for me anymore, man. It ain't. It, it's not hip anymore. It's frankly, it's not very hip. It's not a hip song. It stopped being hit in the 90s. Autumn has a thing, like we'll be listening to music or something, and I'll start humming along or singing along. I, I don't do this anymore because of her, this thing that she does. But um, And she'll just look at me. She goes, you know, I really appreciate you humming over the guy that spent a lot of time and effort like recording this so it sounds good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, so you don't want me. Okay, I see what's happening. Good, good, good. Wow. I guess I'll just won't wow. sing along right now. Damn, girl. Damn, shit. I'm burnt. <laughs> well, now you're hip. 
So you'll be uh, the one delivering the burns. I definitely don't think that that's, that's the case. <clears throat> Have some confidence in yourself. You've learned from the best. I don't know. Ask me what the number one movie from any year is. It's 1999. Star Wars is Phantom Menace. Easy. I'm hip. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah. I, yes. What do we count it as the number one movie? Like number one in gross or number yeah, one? Yeah, like, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Let's yeah. do number one grossing movie 1999. Let's see how close you get. Uh, you're correct. It's The Phantom Pain. Can you do, um, let's say, no looking this up now, Chris. Can, okay, I'm not gonna. Can you do 2001? Uh, 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 the Matrix? Chris, the, the top two are... Mm, mm. Oh, oh, duh. Mm-hmm. Forget The Matrix. Yeah. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. That's correct. Do you know which which Lord of the Rings movie it was? 2001 would... That'd be Fellowship, right? Wait, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be Fellowship. 2001 and the 2002 Nailed it. was... Yeah, okay. Uh, was it Sorcerer's Stone? No. Um, no, no. You, well, I mean, they called it Philosopher's Stone, but you know, you, ha- Stone you had the, in the original version. British release. Yeah. Um, um, let's move it up. Let's do 2004. Okay. Uh, well, Lord of the Rings is over. We're moving on to greener pastures. Just kidding. There's nothing greener than the Shire. Um, mm, Chris. Hmm. Mm. Honestly, would it be like Pirates of the Caribbean or something? No. It's the Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, which came out on January 4th. Oh, okay. So that was a winter. That was a winter mm-hmm. release. Winter I release. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, you can't win them all. Sixth on this list is Barbershop Two: Back in Business, which I guess I've never <laughs> gotten into the barbershop franchise before. But yeah, amen. Now everyone who's listened to this podcast is going to be a little bit hipper than they were when they walked in. That's the that's the goal of Monster of the Week. That's the creepy but necessary facade of this whole thing. The hip but necessary podcast. Hip but necessary podcast. We'll recover every single one of Pitchfork's album reviews. <laughs> well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a. Um, it wouldn't be summertime on Monster of the Week if I didn't start complaining about the heat. Am I right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing makes it feel like summer quite like a podcast host complaining about the heat. Do we, do we need a sweat check, baby? We're back. I'm in shorts, though, because a lot of times I would come in here and I wouldn't change after work. I've never been in the habit, for some reason, of like changing right when I get home. I've never been in the habit of being comfortable, I guess is what that just said. Um, I would just stay in my jeans and my button-up shirt, and just that's how I would go about the rest of my day until I took a shower, and then I'd get in my PJs and I'd relax. But there's just something about my, I probably might just generalized anxiety, where I'm like, I have to be fully dressed and prepared at any moment. Um, prepared for what? I don't know. Having to go out to the store, maybe. Um, but I finally have I've taken taken some lessons, and I think this is just part of getting old. Is yeah. that I'm mm-hmm. I'm all about comfort these days. Um, I'm growing my hair out again, but I just started thinking, man, this might not be that comfortable. Maybe. Yeah, this is a maybe, terrible time of the year to do that, but man, you want to yeah, go woolly long in the, hair go woolly in for, the winter. <laughs> yeah, it's for uh, it's for young it's the young man's game. If you ask me, it's it's the, for the hip, hip it's for the hipsters, Chris, not for yeah. us old guys. Yep. I say that, but um, my I got a weird haircut the other day, where I think they cut it at, like my normal length on the sides, but they left the top a little le- lengthy, and that's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal because most of the time I just put gel in my hair anyway, get it all you know styled out the way I want it to. Yeah, um, of course. But if I'm just chilling at the house, like on a Saturday, we're not going out or something. Like I'm not putting gel in my hair. So what's happened is that my hair 
just keeps getting taller <laughs> without going <laughs> out at all. So I'm uh-huh, like really uh-huh. like I feel like I'm appropriating a kid and play look right now. Like that's, that's what kind of what my hair like. It's not quite that tall, but it's getting up there. Like it's just is it hip? It's straight. No, no, I'm a forty <laughs> year old white dude, my man. There, hey, there's nothing hey. hip about me anymore. The hair itself could be hip. <laughs> I'm going to I'm I'm going to do a live podcast, Chris. I'm not hip. There's nothing hip about a live podcast. Yeah, there's nothing hip about a man surrounded by anime, which is me, and a man with a mistaken haircut, which is you. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this subject. I don't know. Want to do but a podcast about Dean or something? Me and Autumn's dad were talking, and um, he he brought you up. He brings up the podcast a lot. He, oh he, yeah, he, he loves the podcast, and um. He said something about you, and I think I texted you that because it was funny. But then he was like, "Man, he's got, he's got like a a lot of stuff. Huh? He's got like a lot of like like <laughs> figures." And I'm yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that dude is is surrounded." And he goes, "His d- does does he move around a lot?" And I'm like, "Oh no, as soon as he has to move, all that shit's going in the garbage. Like he'll never want to move all that shit again. Like Absolutely. the the first time he has to carefully package up Anime Girl number twenty two, he's gonna be like, why am I doing this with my life? Everything's getting sold. I'm already started <laughs> thinking like." I reached a certain point where I was just like, yeah, no, uh, Chris, you fucked up. Time to, it's time to start making time to some go. changes. Mm-hmm. Where I just, yeah, I re- I've definitely reached like a, a peak where I thought, Chris, this was dumb. <laughs> this has been, this has been dumb. It's time to stop. This has not been good. This has not, not been good. This none will of not this has be been good. good. Yeah, let's it is not a, currently good. Let's do a supernatural podcast. Let's do a supernatural podcast. Fucking A. Man, I was gonna tell you about all my Mario makeups. I mean you can you can go you can tell or do your thing. Oh no, I mean I they're, tell just, you they're just good. About all my really good tweets recently. You know, I'll just leave it up to the imagination. You just have to go check my Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh twitter.com slash cosmobones. Is that what it is? Uh it's a it, Cosmic Bones. What is Autumn is texting? She's saying she's sending me Soviet anti-religion campaign posters. Oh. And um, this one in Russian says, we've inspected the sky inside and outside. No gods or angels were found. Wow. That's haunting. I know. I know you've already gone video game. Well, <laughs> but, but I haven't posted it on Instagram yet. <laughs> <laughs> not too late to change. It's not too late to maybe go for the, the, the Russian propaganda. These are very good. Yep, there's always season 11. <clears throat> God, please let t- somebody tell me the Winchesters go to space before this fucking show ends. Tell me the Winchesters go to the moon, please. Moon's haunted. Gotta go. Excuse me? Moon's haunted. Moon's haunted. Gotta go. <laughs> In the grand tradition of Final Fantasy, you always have to go to the moon to fight a monster. The boys could could do that. 